0: Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports Podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, November 15th. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so over the past week, college basketball is back in action. And on opening day, Duke beat Kentucky in the first ranked-versus-ranked showdown of the season. Remember, this is Duke now without Coach K. Also dealing with the top five that played this week, number one, Gonzaga controlled the game against number five, Texas, from the beginning, leading by 20 at half and winning 86-74. to number two UCLA beat number four Villanova by a score very similar of 86 to 77. There were really no big upsets to report this week and they always kind of start out men's basketball season by playing a bunch of the top 10 ranked teams against each other so just get ready it's going to probably cool down a lot and I'll go over what games of ranked versus ranked in what to watch this upcoming week. Oklahoma State was hoping for a different result, but the NCAA upheld their conviction that the OSU school will have a one-year postseason ban for the men's basketball program. This was due to former assistant coach Lamont Evans, who accepted a $22,000 bribe to guide athletes to certain financial advisors. So the school basically said that they cooperated in the investigation into their former employee. They obviously fired him once he was charged. But the NCAA did decide to keep the punishment on the school for one year. And since then, the NCAA board members that decided this have gotten death threats. So we'll see if that comes back to bite OSU in the butt. Moving on to NBA news, Nuggets' Nikola Jokic has been suspended for a game after a terrible shove that was clearly in retaliation to a hit by the Heat's Marquise Morris. Jokic shoved Morris to the ground after the play was clearly over. Also, Jimmy Butler was ejected due to the scuffle that followed. It was a whole ordeal, and if you want to check out the video, it's on the blog. The Timberwolves have been fined $250,000 for paying for off-season practice slash a group workout in a market that was outside their home market. They paid for this in Miami back in September, and obviously their home market is Minnesota. In other news, A.D. is back, and it looks like so are the Lakers. This week wasn't quite as crazy in college football. There were only five losses in the top 25. However, one of those was undefeated. Number eight, Oklahoma, fell to Baylor this weekend and the Bears went to work in the fourth quarter, scoring 17 points to pull away. OU head coach was not too keen on that last-minute field goal, and Baylor came back and said that it was due to the fact that Baylor lost by 10 points, so they wanted to win over Oklahoma by more than 10 points for a tiebreaker. We'll see if that actually matters, but Lincoln Riley was poosed. Number four, Ohio State put a beat down on number 19 Purdue to win 59 to 31. Number 6 Michigan handled a good but unranked Penn State team. Number 10 Oklahoma State rolled over TCU. Number 15 Ole Miss was up 15 to zip at half over number 11 Texas A&M and never looked back. That final score ended up being 29 to 19. Number 12 Wake Forest beat NC State in a close one, 45 to 42. And number 17, Auburn, was upset by Mississippi State, 43-34, despite trailing 10-28 to 28 at half. Newly re-ranked number 25, Arkansas, took a field goal to beat LSU in overtime. And speaking of field goals, Iowa State was on the outside of the rankings looking in and looked to be ranked this week, but all for naught, and they will not be ranked due to losing to Texas Tech on a 62-yard field goal. And if you think you're having a bad Monday, you probably are a Texas fan. Because Kansas finally ended its 13-year losing streak to Big 12 teams on the road. And they did it in Austin, Texas against the Longhorns. Texas was a 31-point favorite and has now lost five weeks in a row. That is the first time of losing five games in a row since 1956. Week 12 has three top 25 matchups and Cincinnati's best test in SMU. College game day will be at the Big Ten matchup of number seven, Michigan State, versus number five, Ohio State. On Upset Watch, I have number three, Cincinnati, number four, Oregon, number five, Ohio State, number seven, Michigan State. So whoever wins that game. Number 12, Oklahoma, number 18, Iowa, and number 21, Arkansas. I'll go over the other games to watch in the next segment. In the NFL week 10, the recap, there were some big upsets this week and Cam Newton is back and back on the Panthers. But whether it was the return of the prodigal son or something else that got the team so amped, they upset the Cardinals 34 to 10. Washington also outplayed the Bucks, winning 21 to 19 after Tom Brady had a kind of eh, back and forth kind of day. The Browns suffered their worst loss since 2005 losing 45 to 7 to the Patriots. The Patriots are starting to look like seriously good comeback team. The Lions are still winless after they missed a 48-yard field goal to win the game in overtime against the Steelers. I can't even express to you how much God doesn't want this team to win because the kick actually looked like it was blocked. It was such a bad shank, but it was actually never touched. They tied the Steelers, so technically they didn't lose, so yay. (laughs) Uh, Aaron Rodgers was also back playing after his COVID debacle, and they shut out the Seahawks' 17-2 zip. The Titans, Packers, and Cardinals lead the league with eight wins. Chase Young, former Ohio State and current Washington defensive end, is out for the season with an ACL tear on the play that's on the blog if you need that link. Young only had one and a half sacks on the year after winning the defensive player of the year the prior year. So following up on the Aaron Rodgers COVID story, the team ended up being fined $300,000 and Rodgers and wide receiver Lazard was also fined $14,000 for breaking COVID protocol. Rodgers was fined for not wearing a mask during press conferences and the team got fined because they didn't report the fact that both Rodgers and Lazard attended a Halloween party and yet were not vaccinated. So quite a costly party. Moving along to golf, four straight birdies in the final round gave Jason Kokrak his third PGA Tour win at the Houston Open this weekend, and I was in attendance. He beat Scotty Scheffler, who was going for his first victory, and Martin Traynor, who has only made nine cuts of his last 71 tournaments. Kokrak has won in Texas before, taking his second PGA Tour win at Colonial this past year. Before his first win, Kokrak had 232 starts without a win and now has three within the last 13 months. We're actually going to touch on some motorsports today because the GOAT is officially retired in MotoGP. Number 46, Valentino Rossi, raced his last MotoGP race on Sunday in Valencia. And it was a show to behold. After struggling on the Yamaha Patronus, Rossi finished his career with one last top 10. 2021 was the only season where he failed to get at least one podium in over his 20 years. He is a seven-time MotoGP world champion with 89 wins, 199 podiums, and 55 poles in his last 372 starts. He has raced for Honda, Yamaha, and Ducati in his career that sp- spanned from 2000 to 2021. Hashtag Some record-breaking news in the Olympic Sports Department. History was made at the World Cup speed skating event in Poland. American Erin Jackson is the first black woman to win a World Cup race. She won the 500 meters in 37.613 seconds, beating the defending Olympic champion from Japan, Cotillera, by point. 1-3. Jackson was the first black woman to qualify for the U.S. Olympic speed skating team in 2018 after just four months in the sport. She was previously an inline skater and a roly derby athlete before taking up speed skating. So congratulations, Erin Jackson. Two Russian or Russian Olympic Committee high jumpers have been disqualified from the London Olympic Games. The gold medalist Ivan Yukov and bronze medalist Svetlana Svekalina, I believe that's correct, have both been caught doping. This actually causes one of my former competitors, American Eric Kennard, to get his first Olympic gold medal. So congratulations. Switching back to winter sports, Japan's men's figure skater Shoma Ono took home the NHK trophy in his home nation after landing four quads during his free skate. He was in first after his short program, and no one caught him from there. In fact, second place was 30 points behind. Reigning two-time gold medalist on Yu withdrew, and Chen was not there from the United States, but a fellow American Zhao took second with less than a point over third. U.S. men's figure skating looks to be in great hands with those two. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. We have NBA games as normal on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6.30 or 9 o'clock. On Tuesday, they'll be on TNT and on Wednesday and Friday on ESPN. And actually, both games at 9 p.m. will be the Mavericks at the Suns. In men's basketball, again, only on the blog, I have top 25 that are on mainstream cable networks. But we do have a top 25 matchup on Saturday, number 5 Villanova at number 17, Tennessee, at noon on ESPN News. There's also the Charleston Classic tournament going on, which is between eight teams that will be played this weekend in TD Arena. A lot of those games are TBD right now, but if you want to see the full schedule, check out the blog. In college football, we have the college football playoff ranking show on Tuesday night, then followed by the best games of the week, in my opinion. Number seven, Michigan State at number five, Ohio State at 11 a.m. on ABC. That is where college game day will be and a huge implications for the college football playoff. We also have a SEC showdown in number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama at 230 on CBS. We'll see if the Razorbacks can do it. As I said earlier, number 3 Cincinnati has their biggest test probably of the season against SMU at 2:30 on ESPN. And then we have a Pac-12 both ranked first ranked showdown, which hasn't happened in quite a while. Number 4 Oregon at number 24 Utah. So Utah could be a nice big upset for Oregon's college football playoff hopes as well. They play at 6:30 on ABC. In the NFL on Monday Night Football, which is tonight, the Rams at the 49ers at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday sees the Patriots at the Falcons at 7.20 on Fox. On Sunday, there's nine games at noon on CBS or Fox, depending on your geographical location. One of the games on Fox will be the Lions at the Browns. Let's see if the Lions can actually manage to get a W. And then we have a worst versus the best matchup on CBS with the Texans at the Titans. The Titans ought to win that game by quite a bit. And the Dolphins at the Jets is also at noon, so those are two bad teams looking for probably their second and third wins. So that'll be interesting. The Bengals at the Raiders play at 3.05 on CBS, two games at 3.25 on Fox. The Steelers will play the Chargers at 7.20 on NBC, and next Monday night's football is the Giants at the Bucks at 7.15 on ESPN. We have one NHL hockey game on mainstream cable on Wednesday. It's the Blackhawks at the Seattle Kraken. That's a new team at 9 p.m. on TNT. Formula One races on Sunday at Qatar GP at 8 a.m. on ESPN. The team championship is super tight right now between Mercedes and Red Bull. They're only 11 points apart, as well as the personal championship for between Verstappen and Hamilton, there's only a 14-point swing with only a couple races to go left in the season. As far as Olympic sports goes, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night on NBCSN, we have U.S. Olympic trials for curling. You can catch that at 5 p.m. all of those nights. That wraps it up for me this week. If you want more information and more stories, go check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. There's also plenty more games and sports on TV that I didn't cover. So if you want that information, go check out the blog. And I will catch you here next week for the podcast.